Redbox Media Programming is brought to you by... We've got good news. The world is open again, and people like you, people of faith, are traveling to Catholic sites around the world. Want to travel with exceptional Catholic leaders this fall, next year, or in the future? Are you looking to see specific sites, celebrate traditional Latin Mass, or travel to destinations without vaccine requirements? We are here to help you deepen your faith on pilgrimage. Give us a call at 1-800-842-4842 or visit us online at selectinternationaltours.com. Select International Tours is your pilgrimage company, and we have the perfect Catholic trip for you. Are you looking to serve God and society? Consider putting your gifts to work as a lawyer. Ave Maria School of Law has been educating faith-filled lawyers for over 20 years. Ave Maria School of Law is committed to training lawyers to use law appropriately around the moral issues of our time. Visit AveMariaLaw.edu to learn more about integrating your faith with a law degree. Hello there. Welcome once again to the program. I am Gary Zimak, and I'm so glad to be here with you. Pull up a chair, make yourself at home. We're going to be here for the next 30 minutes, or at least I am, and I hope you can be uh, be able to join me. Today, we are going to look at the Mass readings for the Solemnity of the Epiphany of the Lord. And I, I was trying to think about a good name for this show, and I think the best name that I can come up with is The Light Shines on the World. Today we focus on the fact that Jesus is not just the light to the chosen people. He is the light for the entire world. Every person in this world, bar none, every person is called to follow Jesus, to surrender to his will, and through him, to be able to make it to heaven one day. Everybody, not one person is excluded. And today we're going to see a story throughout these readings, in particular in the gospel, we're going to see where Jesus was able to minister to people who came from a far distance, not just the locals, but individuals came to see him from a distant land. And even though he was still an infant, he was able to, to let his light shine. That's what we're going to talk about today and uh, as, as we break down these readings. Before, before I go any further, I just want to let you know that um, I am extremely grateful. I'm extremely grateful to be able to spend this time with you. I want to wish you a happy new year. And, um, you know, I don't often get a chance to say this, but I, but I hope you realize this, that I am incredibly grateful for your financial contributions, for your prayers, for your kind words about the work that I do. You keep me going in more ways than you will ever know. I always try to acknowledge any contribution with an email. And I'm, for the most part, I think I'm pretty good at that. And if ever you do contribute and use my website to send me a donation and you don't hear from me, send me an email because sometimes things fall through the cracks, but it is always my intention to personally respond to these emails, uh, to these donations. And, and I also try to respond to emails whenever I can. I, I get, I hear from a lot of people who apparently appreciate the work that I'm doing, and I am incredibly grateful for that. I'm just trying to share Jesus Christ and his truth with as many people as I can. I'm trying to give hope to the hopeless. 
you know, I do the best I can. I try to do it through books, through speaking, through these podcasts, these radio broadcasts, however you listen to the show, my my various network radio interviews. The Lord's the Lord has opened up a lot of doors for me. In I'm going to be starting my twelfth year of full time ministry, uh, just about now, and within a week or so. And um, I'm very grateful. I'm grateful for this opportunity. So I want to make sure that I take the time to just thank you from the bottom of my heart and and know something, know that I pray for you every day. And I sometimes I'll put it at the end of the program, I'll mention that, but I want to do it at the start today because I want to be absolutely intentional about this. I pray for you every day and I am so grateful for you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And um, you know what? If you don't mind sending a prayer or two my way, I would really appreciate it. Anyway, it's a new year, pretty exciting, 2024. And uh, let's let's begin in prayer, and then we'll look at these readings for the solemnity of the Epiphany of our Lord. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Father in heaven, thank you so much for being present with us right now, Father. It's easy to to launch into prayer sometimes and begin saying the words. And not even realize what it means to have you present with us. So again, I I just feel the Holy Spirit laying on my heart the idea of being very, very intentional today, taking my time and trying to get this point across that you are with us. You're with us right now. Almighty God, the creator of the entire universe is with us. And we have this opportunity to address you in prayer. Jesus told us to call you Father. Again, an incredibly great privilege. So, Father, we turn to you today. We praise you. We acknowledge your greatness. We acknowledge your sovereignty over all things. We acknowledge the fact that you are more powerful than anything we could ever worry about. We acknowledge the fact that that you love us with an unconditional love. And Father, we thank you for that. We thank you for allowing us to be here today. We thank you for allowing us to be able to turn to you with our needs whenever we desire. You're always there. Father, I ask you to bless all of us today, to bless our loved ones, our friends, our acquaintances. Please keep us safe from any danger, spiritual or material in nature. We pray, Father, that we can draw closer to you as we hear these readings proclaimed, as we hear your word. We pray that you can touch our hearts and move us closer to you. We lift up any burdens that we may have right now. We lift them up. We surrender them to you. We ask you to handle them for us. And I ask you, Father, to send your Holy Spirit upon me today so that I can deliver the message that you would like me to deliver. I want to stay out of your way. I really want to be able to deliver your message. So, Father, please help me. Send your Spirit. And send your Spirit to each of us to open up all of our hearts and our minds so that we can hear your message and respond to it. Not just in our hearts, not just in our minds, but respond to it in some concrete way. Father God, I ask these things in the name above all names, the name of Jesus Christ, your Son and our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father and of the Son 
and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, thank you. Thank you for praying with me. Again, my name is Gary Zimak. We do this program once each week, 30 minutes a week, uh, through various podcasting outlets and also courtesy of several Catholic radio stations across the country. I don't know how you're listening to it, but however you are, welcome and and thank you for, for joining me. I said earlier that before the prayer, how grateful I am for all of your support. And, and again, I'm not going to say it again, but I, I am incredibly grateful and I thank you uh, for all that you uh, that you do for, for me to help me. I also wanted to mention that today we are going to look at the readings from the Solemnity of the Epiphany of the Lord and the the Christmas season will actually conclude on Monday, January the 8th with the Feast of the Baptism of the Lord. Now, I don't know how you're listening to the show. You may be listening to it on Sunday, depending on where you listen. You'll be listening at different times. So it might be tomorrow. It might be a few days from now. But the 8th of January concludes the Christmas season. Um, and then we'll go back into ordinary time for a little bit and then... Before you know it, it'll be Lent. Ash Wednesday is February the 14th, Valentine's Day. So it's getting uh, not, not going to be too much longer. But we will be in ordinary time for a little while longer after Christmas ends. And then we move into Lent. I want to make you aware of my website, followingthetruth.com. If you would like to get in touch with me, find out about my books, or uh, possibly schedule me for a speaking engagement or a parish mission, you can do that by going to followingthetruth.com. While you're there, you can also sign up for my daily email reflection. It's called Let Not Your Heart Be Troubled. Uh, that's free of charge, so I'd be happy to have you as a subscriber to that. Again, followingthetruth.com is the place to go. Okay, so I'm going to take a sip of my water with a slice of lemon. I've been getting back, you know, what it depends how far back you go. When I first started doing these podcasts, boy, many, many, many years ago, I would always go with my, I called it my beverage du jour, and it would be different different beverages. I found out carbonation doesn't work really well on the air, so I eliminated that quickly. But one of my favorite beverages was just a glass of water with a slice of lemon in it, kind of easy on the throat. I got away from that for a while, but I'm back. Got some lemons, I've got my lemon water, and I am ready to go. So, hope you got a snack or a beverage and you are ready to get started. Let's look at the readings for the Solemnity of the Epiphany. Again, Jesus manifested to the entire world. And that is a great thing, because that includes you and me. As we always do on the program, we're going to start with the Gospel. We will let the Gospel lead the way. Because the church tells us the gospel has a place of prominence among all of the books of the Bible. This is where we find out about Jesus. We hear his words, we read about his life, and we get to know him through the gospels. The gospel today for the Epiphany is from Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. When Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of King Herod, behold, Magi from the east arrived in Jerusalem, saying, Where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star at its rising, and have come to do him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was greatly troubled, and all Jerusalem with him, assembling all the chief priests and the scribes of the people. He inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. They said to him, In Bethlehem of of Judea, for thus it has been written through the prophet, And you, Bethlehem, land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, 
since from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. So just a little insight. Herod feels threatened. He feels threatened because he hears of a newborn king who could be a potential threat to his throne. Herod's a very insecure person, very insecure ruler, at the same time, ruthless. And he's willing to do whatever he has to to eliminate the threat of Jesus. So what does Herod do? Back to the gospel. Then Herod, Herod called the Magi secretly and ascertained from them the time of the star's appearance. He sent them to Bethlehem, listen to this, and said, Go and search diligently for the child. When you have found him, bring me word that I may too go and do him homage. Now, Herod's lying here. He's looking to kill Jesus, but he's doing it discreetly in a sneaky way because he wants the Magi to reveal to him the whereabouts of Jesus. After their audience with the king, they set out. And behold, the star that they had seen at its rising preceded them until it came and stopped over the place where the child was. And they were overjoyed at seeing the star, and on entering the house, they saw the child with Mary his mother. They prostrated themselves and did him homage. Then they opened their treasures and offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed for their country, by another way. One of the really neat things about this story, that specifically that last verse that we read, they departed for their country by another way. Archbishop Fulton Sheen talked about that, and he said that nobody who encounters Jesus with an open heart will ever want to go back to their old way of life. In other words, these guys traveled home by another way. We can look at this in a number of, there's a number of dip, different meanings here. Obviously, they don't want to go back to Herod because they didn't want to have to deal with him. They were warned in their dream to not bring that information back to Herod because Herod was not going to use it for good. Herod was going to use their information to kill Jesus. And the angel, the Lord through his angel, warned them in the dream to not return to hurry, to go home a different way. So, I mean, ultimately, when we look at this reading, we see that these individuals sincerely approached Jesus to do him homage. They were in this for the right reason. They traveled to see him in the right reason, for the right reason. And they saw Jesus. They found him. They encountered him with Mary, his mother. They prostrated themselves before him. They gave him his, their gifts, and then they went back home in a different way, changed, if you will, because of that encounter with Jesus. So I would say this, that anyone who attempts to encounter Jesus with a sincere heart, now hopefully that's you and me, we're both going to try to do this on a regular basis, we are going to be changed in a good way. And the more you, you encounter Jesus, the more you receive him through the sacraments, especially the Eucharist, the more you receive him and have that encounter with him, the more changed you're going to be. The more like him you are going to become, but only if you do it with a sincere heart. You see, Herod was not about doing this for the right reasons. He meant evil. And as a result, he wasn't able to find Jesus. 
But the humble Magi who came to visit the Lord with an open heart, with open hearts, they got to meet him. They got to meet him. And we can only assume that their lives really were changed. Not only did they travel home a different way, but they were different people by the time they got home. Let's look at the first reading. Isaiah chapter 60, verses 1 through 6. Rise up in splendor, Jerusalem. Your light has come. The glory of the light shines upon you. See, darkness covers the earth and and thick clouds cover the peoples. But upon you the Lord shines and over you appears his glory. Nations shall walk by your light and kings by your shining radiance. Raise your eyes and look about. They all gather and come to you. Your sons come from afar and your daughters in the arms of their nurses. Then you shall be radiant at what you see. Your heart shall throb and overflow. For the riches of the sea shall be emptied out before you. The wealth of nations shall be brought to you. Caravans of camels shall fill you. Dromedaries from Midian and Ephah. All from Sheba shall come bearing. Now here's your reference to the three kings. Gold and frankincense and proclaiming the praises of the Lord. So see this there. This, uh, this journey that we read about in the gospel was actually prophesied in the book of Isaiah. It was predicted. It was, for, it was uh, mentioned that this was going to happen. And that's exactly what happened. People from beyond Israel came to worship the Lord. Jesus is the light of the world. There is darkness in the world. And in this first reading, we see darkness covers the earth. Thick clouds cover the peoples. But upon you, the Lord shines. And over you appears his glory. Nations, not just one nation, but multiple nations, shall walk by your light. And kings by your shining radiance. The world has darkness, no doubt about it. The world had darkness when our Lord was born. Look at what Herod was trying to do. However, the light of the world shines in the darkness. And if we stick to Jesus, I was just talking about this with my wife the other day. We were commenting on all the craziness going on in the world. And I, you know, I made the point and she agreed that the darkness is still there. When Jesus comes into the world, it comes into your life. The darkness isn't going to go away, but he's going to illuminate a path for us. And we can walk in the light surrounded by darkness. That's okay. We have the light of the world. Jesus Christ. That's why it's so important that he came into our world. Every one of us has the ability to walk in the the light, even though there is darkness all around. The responsorial Psalm, Psalm 72, Lord, every nation on earth will adore you. See, that's the, he's now being manifested to all the nations of the world. That's what's symbolized in this gospel with the three kings, the magi, visiting Jesus. O God, with your judgment, endow the king, and with your justice, the king's son. He shall govern your people with justice, and your afflicted ones with judgment. Justice shall flower in his days, and profound peace, till the moon be no more. May he rule from sea to sea, and from the river to the ends of the earth. Jesus is king of the entire world, really the entire universe. The kings of Tarshish and the Isles shall offer gifts. The kings of Arabia and Seba shall bring a tribute. 
All kings shall pay him homage. All nations shall serve him. For he shall rescue the poor when he cries out, and the afflicted when he has no one to help him. He shall have pity on the lowly and the poor. The lives of the poor he shall save. Lord, every nation on earth will adore you. Uh, and, and again, this, this just shows the worldwide outreach of Jesus Christ, how he is available to anyone, anywhere. And, you know, as, as his followers, as Christians, as members of the church, of his body, his mystical body, you and I are called to share him with others. Somebody in your life needs to know about Jesus. And, you know, I've said this many times, often that person lives under your roof. And maybe that person knows about Jesus, but maybe they don't know Jesus. Maybe they don't know what it means to have a personal relationship with Jesus. And you don't necessarily have to start with words. Oftentimes, words, they're not the best place to start. Sometimes actions are a great place to start. A smile, being friendly, being compassionate. You know, that often sets the stage for you being able to use words to evangelize about Jesus. Because your words are not going to be effective if you're nasty or if you're not you're not a kind person right nobody's going to want to listen to you or if you're you don't live in a way that is very christ-like you know if you have a lot of darkness coming from you nobody's going to listen to you but our job as christians is not just to have a personal relationship with jesus it's to make him known to others in order to do that, though, we do have to have that relationship with him, and then we can share him. The second reading is from St. Paul's letter to the Ephesians, chapter 3. It begins in verse 2. Paul writes, Brothers and sisters, you have heard of the stewardship of God's grace that was given to me for your benefit, namely that the mystery was made known to me by revelation. It was not made known to people in other generations as it has now been revealed to his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit that the Gentiles are co-heirs, members of the same body and co-partners in the promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel. You hear? Now Paul is speaking about the Gentiles. It's not just the chosen people anymore. When Jesus came, he first came for the chosen people, the Israelites, but now That mission is expanded. His outreach has expanded. Now the Gentiles are included. And as a Gentile, I am incredibly grateful because I don't have um, that, that Jewish heritage, you know, but I'm included now. And the Lord is reaching out to me and the Lord has reached out to me. But it's up to me to respond, to have that relationship with Jesus, to have that encounter Remember, if you seek him, you're going to find him. We saw that in the gospel. These three kings, the three wise men, if you want to call them that, the magi, they were sincere in their efforts to meet Jesus, to encounter him, to worship him, to bring him gifts. And, you know, we might want to think about the gift that we would like to give to Jesus. What does he really need? The best thing he needs from us, from you or me, is that we surrender to his will and say, Lord, here I am. Use me. Use me, Lord. And you know what? If we do that, I can't always guarantee you how he's going to answer your prayers because I don't know. 
But I do know if you say, Lord, use me as your instrument, if that's your gift to him, if that's what you bring to the baby Jesus, he's not going to say no. I don't know what opportunities, what doors he's going to open up, but I know he will. So I encourage you to pray that prayer and make that your gift to the baby Jesus. He's already got the gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Now today, if you said to him, Lord, my gift to you is that I'm open to your will. Use me as your instrument. What an incredible gift. And he will use you in some way. It doesn't have to be painful. Please don't be afraid. It's not always painful. He's going to use your gifts, your talents, your desires to help draw other people close to him because that's what the Lord wants. He wants everyone in the entire in the entire world to have a relationship with him. So that's it today. That's what we're talking about. The fact that the Lord is the light of the world, not just of a city, not just of a country, but of the entire world. And that light extends everywhere. How can we reach out? How can we share him with others? Just offer and see what he does in your life. Okay, well, I want to thank you for tuning in today. We are just about out of time. Again, as I said at the beginning of the show, followingthetruth.com is my website. And, you know, as we start this new year, this is going to be a challenging, this is always a challenging time financially for my ministry. So if you're able to contribute and help me out to keep me going to um, to fund my full-time ministry, I'd be very grateful. What you do is you go to followingthetruth.com, you click on Donate, and you will be able to securely donate through PayPal uh, anything you're able to do. If you could become a monthly sponsor, I could definitely use some monthly sponsors. But if if you'd rather make a one-time donation, I would certainly appreciate that as well. But only if you can. Please do not put yourself in jeopardy. You've got bills to pay. You've got responsibilities. You have families. I'm not asking you to do anything irresponsible. But if you're able to help me, if you're able to fund my work, please consider going to followingthetruth.com and making a uh, contribution. If you've already done so, thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm very grateful. And again, you are always in my prayers. Please keep me in your prayers as well. And let's go out. Let's make a difference. You know, the world is a dark place. There's a lot of darkness out there. But you and I can be a light, a single light shining in the darkness. Once Jesus touches us, once we have had that encounter with our Lord, once we've gotten to to experience the peace that comes from him, I think it's only right that we share that peace with others. We share him with others because so many people could benefit from the touch of Jesus, from a relationship with Jesus. So let's try to make it a point this week in some way to do that. And again, you know, you can pray for opportunities. When I said to make your gift to Jesus, the gift of your will and surrendering to his will and saying, Lord, use me. Please keep that in mind, you know. He can use you and ask him to send people your way. Ask him to allow people to come into your life so that you can share him with others. That's what Paul was saying. The gift, the grace that was given to me for your benefit. Paul was experienced much, many good things. He had a relationship with Jesus, but he realized that it was not supposed to end with him. He was called to share Jesus with others so that you and I can be instruments of his epiphany, if, if you will. We can make sure that we can bring that light, 
to people who are hurting, who are suffering, who are hopeless. And no doubt about it, there are a lot of people who fit into those categories. Let's go out and do that. Let's share him. Remember, once again, if you need to get in touch with me, always feel free to email me at gary at followingthetruth.com. That's G-A-R-Y at followingthetruth.com. Thank you again for allowing me to spend this time with you. It always goes by so quickly. God willing, I plan to do this again next week. I hope you can join me. Also, don't forget, I do a daily five-minute podcast. You can find out more information at followingthetruth.com. Have a wonderful rest of your week. God bless you, and go out and share Jesus with somebody. Bye-bye.